All right, we've got head coach Gary Anderson. We'll quickly recap the Colorado State win and then preview LSU, and then you guys can take questions. Okay, well, uh, you know, start off with it was uh, yeah, grinding out a crazy game with the weather, rain delay, all the things that came with it. Uh, again, as we look at the tape, I thought we um, all three phases contributed. All three phases can get better. Um, that's kind of the key is now to look back at that game and evaluate it today. And we watched the tape this morning with the kids, and so that process is – not quite yet put to bed. We'll do some corrections on the field this afternoon, but we'll uh, look at the good and um, the average and the, the bad and get better as coaches and get better players to help the kids continue to grow. And, and they will. They're excited. Uh, but it was a big victory to be 2-0 in conference. And I think it's just a, you know, those first two conference games for us, if you look back at them, and there's just there's uh, so many plays that either way can flip that game in, in our favor or, quite frankly, against us. And in those three tight ball games, including Wake Forest, that we've had, that's uh, exactly what's taken place. And we've made enough plays to win two of those three games. Unfortunately, those are both our two conference games. So there's more of those coming. Uh, this is an extremely competitive conference. The Mountain West is a, a very, very good conference this year with a bunch of real good teams that uh, uh, all are on the same mission to uh, obviously get the uh, the special place at the end of the year and be playing those big games in November. So I'm uh, proud of the kids. Um, we'll look forward. It was great for David and uh, great for uh, Savon to get those uh, the recognition that they got. Um, Defensive Player of the Week, Special Teams Player of the Week, well-deserved in my opinion. And they got some good competition because I'm sure there's some other great performances out there last week that they were against. So congratulations to those kids. So moving to LSU, uh, you know, a big challenge, obviously. Um, they're a great football team. Um, you know, battling like crazy to keep themselves in that uh, top four spot wherever they're at. They, to me, on film, they appear to be there <laughs> where they should be. They're very talented, uh, played very, very well. Uh, great athletes, well coached. Uh, it'll be a tremendous challenge, and you know, it'll be. Uh, we're walking into an early morning kickoff, which is, I believe, uh, a good thing for us. Let's get over there and get the game and get, hop into it and play early. Which I like that opportunity to be able to play an early kickoff and. Um, it'll be a great place to play for our kids. You know, it's a once in a lifetime. This, this team gets to fly across the country and go play these guys in that setting and play a team that's that high nationally ranked and um, in a, you know, in a, obviously a, a fan base that uh, has a lot of fans and uh, very good fans. It'll be very loud. Um, you know, one of the big things for this game is you know, we're going to practice in 50 degree weather this week all week long, and it's going to be 95 and probably uh, humidity uh, very, very high in that situation. So that will be um, our challenge to make sure we hydrate, get ourselves where we need to be in those positions, those spots. And we may be used to that in August, but we're not used to that now. Um, so it'll be a potentially a 40, 50 degree swing um, in the temperature uh, from what we're used to playing in for this week of practice. So that'll be uh, something our kids need to keep their eye on and we need to and trainers and everything to make sure we get ourselves ready to play the football game. So great opportunity, excited to start preparing. Um, Last week, we were talking about how we thought we were done seeing kickoffs in maybe yeah. college football. We, we, were wrong. we were wrong. <laughs> the question is there is, he catches it almost seven yards deep. Had you already committed that you were going to return it no matter what? Or is that all on him or what? Because it looked like you had blocking already set up yeah. and everything for that. Well, um, yeah, if you, if you heard what I said on the headset when he started to bring it out, um, I didn't think he was going to turn around and bring it out. And the funny thing is, a few of the kids around me heard what I said. Um, and I just basically um, said, I can't believe we're bringing that ball out right now. And the next thing I know, the Red Sea opened. But that was the plan. Coach Collins had definitely coached it that way. And, you know, he, he teaches them, he coaches them to be aggressive. And that call is really, you know, if Savon feels 
in that opportunity. Coach Collins has the ultimate trust in him to make a good decision. And the blocking is not going to change whether how deep they feel it is. They're, they're trained to go block like crazy. And, and Saban's going to make that decision. And, and Zoffrey Turner is going to help him make the decision. You know? um, so they saw the green light. They took the green light. And uh, I was wrong. And they were right in a big way. So that was a good, was a good thing. I, I mean, Lavelle puts that one blocker almost right at your feet yes. on that. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. 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 I, yeah. It was, <laughs> that was a nice block. And there was a lot of great oh. blocks on that play. Um, you know, the, it was, uh, the kids were a fanatical effort. And he's just special. You know, there's just kids make those plays uh, in certain situations. He's very comfortable in that setting. He loves that position. He loves to be able to go make those plays. And he did a tremendous job. And, you know, I would, I would go back to that. It's much like, you know, Woody is two times now, Woody's grab the ball from a guy and, and score touchdowns. Uh, one time, obviously, it wasn't a touchdown, but in this game, it was an absolutely huge play. And um, you don't coach that stuff. That just happens from special players making special plays. And it's awesome when they can get that done. I'm just curious. I mean, what, is, what specifically do you do to prepare a team for a, a 10, 10 AM game? Uh, you know, we had quite a few of them at Wisconsin. And you know, nothing really. Um, it's early. We know it's going to be early. Our, our kids are used to getting up and um, they'll eat breakfast and we'll line up and go play. So it, it is an early kickoff for us, but we've had practices that are early. We have off-season workouts and conditioning that's early. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be a, we'll, we'll talk about it and make sure they're prepared for it. We'll get them to bed a little bit earlier that night, which, you know, the clock's back an hour, so that helps them. Um, but we won't travel any different. You know, we'll land and get to the hotel, eat dinner and spend some time together as a team and give the kids a chance to be able to get with their family members if they're there, give them a couple hours to spend some time with their families, which obviously they won't get on Saturday. And we'll jump out of bed bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30, whenever that is, and go eat breakfast and have a quick walkthrough and jump in and throw on the pads and away we go. So nothing over the top really different. Does I mean, after the kickoff return from Sabon, they said the heck with it, we're just going to pooch it the rest of the way. Do you change your... The way you, I guess, what guys you have on the kickoff return after that, knowing you probably want your best hands team on there, just in case? Um, no, again, Coach Collins didn't really change the personnel. The one time we put uh, G. Bright back there to catch him and see if we could catch him a little bit, um, you know, and we'll, uh, we'll have some potential tweaks to that in certain situations. Um, if they give us a window, there's things you can try to be able to get on blockers earlier. And again, I think our kids are very, very well trained in those special team situations to adapt their blocking schemes to the kick because they actually can see the kick when it goes over their head. They have an idea of you know, where it's going. Is it going to the left or to the right? Um, you can see the, just the demeanor of the kicker. It's different if he's trying to pound it out of the end zone or kick a deep ball rather than pooch it up there. He's definitely winding up different and his approach to the ball is different. So there's some coaching going into that. Um, and, and we'll still try to you know, be aggressive as we can in that position. But the biggest thing is when you pop it up in that scenario, you, know, you don't want to put a kid in harm's way of just saying, hey, catch the ball and you know, get smacked the second you catch the football. You want to be able to give them an opportunity to either fair catch that ball with a, a good field position or catch it and have a couple blockers and potentially get great field position. Um, besides Bright and Woodward, uh, who else really stood out from this game individually? I mean, Leverage, obviously, I thought yeah. really, really played well. Like yeah, Troy, Troy and Baker were defensive players of the game, um, and they both played extremely well. You know, the play that Baker makes, and we talk all the time about, and I won't stop talking about it because it's so important, um, it was a 60-yard sprint to recover a fumble. Um, 
that's that's an amazing football play. And it wasn't just that play that made him player of the game or co-player of the game, I suppose, and that for uh, this week. But you know, he he played at a very high level. But those those are plays were those are potential season changing plays, um, not just game changing changing plays, possible season changing plays. And uh, when it's as tight as it is in that scenario, you know, that's it's tied up right there. Uh, Cam keeps fighting and fighting and fighting to get the ball out in that situation. Um, Ball lands on the ground and we end up getting it. So those two kids I thought played really well. Troy was physical. He was down in the box more this week, uh, made some big plays for us. It was great to see. Tipa, again, I think continues to play better and um, just has more opportunities to make some plays. And he's taking advantage of those scenarios and those situations. And then, uh, you know, G Bright, I mean, 179 yards, longest run 15 yards. Come on now. That is a, that's a tough, tough young man battling for those yards and just grinding it out. and. You know, Jalen was hurt, and so he had to keep on going and plugging when he was extremely tired and kept playing. And, you know, there's more. I don't want to leave kids out. Um, uh, Caleb, I think, you know, played his best game overall. And from what the offensive coaches have told me and from an assignment standpoint and everything that comes with that, he obviously had a big touchdown. So there were some tremendous individual efforts in, in all three phases that, uh, you know, gave us an opportunity to, to win a, a tough ball game in tough conditions. Last week, I said to you, I thought Jordan Love played one of his better games against San Diego State and didn't throw a touchdown. What was your, you guys' evaluation of Jordan this week? Well, as always, you know, the, with the reflection back on the quarterbacks, when he throws a pick, it's, oh, wow, why did he throw a pick? Um, there's a lot that goes into that. Jordan was very competitive. Um, when he needed to use his legs, he used his legs in an extremely positive way for us to move the chains, keep the ball going. Um, his demeanor was extremely good. He stayed in the moment. And he did everything he could to help us turn around and win a football game that was, uh, you know, not the greatest of conditions. Uh, quarterbacks don't wake up in the morning on game day and say, "I hope it's raining sideways," and uh, you know, <laughs> catching the ball and you know, fielding the ball and all those things that come with it become very difficult. So um, we thought he played good and definitely gave us an opportunity to win the game. And you know, Jordan is. He's our guy, man. As 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 we go, as as uh, he goes, we go. And uh, it's it's going to be like that, you know. Especially with uh, the type of offense we've run, he made some big plays to again allow us a chance to win. I mean, t- tackling is always going to be important, but I mean, these guys are averaging 15 yards a catch. So I mean, just how much of a premium is it going to be for your secondary to to wrap up in the open field? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big deal um, in this game. Speed and space, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time. And again, it's at some point in speed and space, the coaching is over, and we do all we can to help them get in those spots. But running to the football, having more than one guy around the football as much as we possibly can, and you know, having those kids be able to get an eye on the ball and, and be able to close it down and, and try to keep them in a phone booth instead of, you know, give them a third of the field to be able to um, make you miss. And it's it's hard for any position group or any single player to tackle a guy when there's a bunch of grass out there. Um, that's what that offense is designed to do. That's what our offense is designed to do is, you know, get people in space and uh, make a miss once you get the ball in their hands. And it's not just their wide receivers. It's the running backs who are very, very talented. Um, they're strong, powerful kids. They have the ability to make you miss. And, you know, it's uh, you throw on that film and, you know, basically the offense starts the game and it seems like it's all of a sudden it's like 35 to whatever the score is really, really quickly, and they score off fast. Um, so it's just, you know, you've got to be able to hopefully find a way to try to confuse the quarterback a little bit. He's a very talented player. He's been in this thing for a long time and done a lot of good things, but try to just get him off his, 
you know, just absolutely knowledge of, okay, I've seen this on film 35,000 times and here we go and it's the way it's been for me and how I'm taught to be able to do it. And, um, and then, you know, you have to tackle well. And uh, it's a big, strong physical offensive line. Uh, so you have to earn your right with those guys also. So, I mean, they're, they're not who they are and they're not ranked where they are because they're not deserving. I mean, this is, there's, there's not a bunch of chinks in their armor where you sit there and say, okay, well, we're going to exploit this guy. You know, you're going to have to earn your right um, in all phases. Uh, I, you're going to be asked about Dave Aranda <coughs> this week, obviously. Mm -hmm. You can you, Dave Aranda was fired, I think, at Hawaii before you mm -hmm. hired him. Can you talk about when you hired him and then now going against him and Bill Bush and some yep. of these guys down there? Yep. Um, you know, Corey's there too. So three of the guys on the defensive staff at LSU have uh, been here um, at Utah State and uh, really got a good start here or a good fresh start here, however we want to look at it, to Utah State and catapulted them to, to where they are today, which is awesome to see. Um, but with Dave, you know, specifically Dave was uh, at Hawaii um, and we obviously coached against um, Hawaii that year. And uh, Coach McMacken, who I had known for a long, long time, was the head coach at Hawaii. And uh, when we had an opportunity for a defensive coordinator, I was looking around asking people about defensive coordinators. I had met Dave at a camp in Hawaii, um, high school camp, and we spent three or four days at a camp together coaching D-line and just, you know, kind of exchanging back and forth and uh, didn't really, didn't know him at all other than that. Um, but those three days were big. Um, coach McMacken said, Gary, there's one guy you need to hire and, you know, it's Dave Aranda. And so I got to talk to Dave, spent some time with him. And at that point, we were in a transition. We were in a transition from a four down front moving to a three down front. That's the days when, you know, it's the same deal you do every year. You get your best 11 players. Well, we had, you know, you had Kyler and you had those guys and you had the vigils and, you know, had some, a lot of outside linebacker, linebacker type kids. So we wanted to get into the odd front. Um, and he hadn't really done it. He was a four down quarters guy and we were a four down middle close cover three man team. Um, but uh, we wanted to develop. And uh, so Derek Odom, another guy who has ties here, we came together and started communicating and talking about the odd front. And Dave's just done a tremendous job from that point on of just evolving, you know, the odd front, the even front, using his guys. He does it all now. He does some down even front, odd front stuff. But uh, he was awesome for me at Wisconsin. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had his opportunities. He's taken advantage of his opportunities. And, um, you know, Bill's done the same thing. And uh, Corey's been there for a long time at LSU. And now all three of those guys are together. But uh, Dave's a great coach, um, very good person, great family man. Um, I'm happy for him. And I'm glad we were able to, you know, give him that opportunity. But, you know, he took advantage of that opportunity at the end of the day. He had some great defenses here. He's had great defenses at Wisconsin. And obviously at LSU, he's had some great defenses. So um, great person and a great coach. And I'm happy for him and his family for what's going on. Coach, you're... Your depth chart seems to get thinner by the week, it seems. And I was wondering, what do you guys prioritize your depth chart and by position um, before the season, or is that a week by week basis because you just don't know what's going to happen? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but. yeah, well, you set your depth chart at the end of camp for what you got, right? And uh, hopefully you come out of camp as healthy as you can be. And um, that's one of the biggest challenges. And it's. it's uh, you never want to see kids get hurt. You never want to see kids get injured. But you always try to massage your depth chart to, you know, put you in a position to be able to win football games. Um, and that's sometimes that's easier than others. Well, some places you're more gifted with talent or depth, if you will, than other positions. But it's something that you can't control. Um, 
And when we are here, we pride ourselves on being a developmental program. So we're not going to have the depth. And I don't think anybody in our conference would sit back and say, oh, well, we just have this amazing depth that there's a lot of young guys that are developing. A lot of young guys are getting their tails in the weight room this time of year and you know, need to gain whatever. An offensive lineman may need to gain strength and, and 20 pounds before he's able to even have a chance to compete. But he's athletic. And so he his goal is to you know, close the gap as he goes through time. Well, that might give us eight healthy offensive linemen or eight offensive linemen we feel good about, or quite frankly, sometimes maybe seven. Um, that's just the way it is. And that's, that's the same with every position. Um, so, you, you know, you, you base it off every week. You kind of tweak it as needed. Um, but, uh, you know, we'd like to keep them all healthy. But that game last week was a physical game. It was a physical game against a really, I mean, physically a good-looking, tough outfit in Colorado State. They, they, they play hard. and. Um, they, they battle regardless of the situation that they're in. And that's, uh, I think we'd all know as we sat there and watched that game, that's, uh, that team does not reflect the record right now. And I expect them to win some, a bunch of games as they go through the year. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. Um, David Woodward obviously had, a, as you mentioned, a great game. You've coached a lot of great talents throughout your coaching career. How much of that can be based on experience and how much can be based on film study? Oh, I think it's all inclusive. It's uh, God-given ability. It's um, the care factor for him to practice the right way, to have film study the right way. Um, there's nothing like being in the moment and doing something over and over again and getting good at it, whether it's sports or whether it's your job or whether it's getting an education. Um, all those things tie into it. And, and David has a huge care factor in all those areas. And that's what I think really allows him to be able to you know, make the plays he does. And, and David has his own style. You know, he plays within his style. And I credit Coach Enna for allowing David to play in that style. And David's a, you know, he's more like Bobby Wagner. Bobby was a, he was a little bit, I don't want to say a freelancer, but he was, he was going to do some things that normally on the board you might not say, well, you're supposed to be here, but you were over there and you made this play. And his instincts um, are a big part of playing linebacker. And we try to build a lot of the defense um, around his abilities to be able to use his instincts. We just don't want him to be a, you know, just be on a train track and you're the A-gap player every single time and you got to get there whether the ball goes there or not. And so, you know, I think that Coach Jenna and David have worked together to kind of um, allow his game to be played with, with his natural ability, his instincts. Um, but his care factor daily is huge to be a really good football player. Thank you. What's up? What, what is Joe Burrow really like, their quarterback? I mean, he looks like he's really the real deal mm -hmm. and exactly what they needed. Yeah. Got experience, obviously. Um, I think he's very, very at home and at peace and really likes the offense that he's running. Uh, he loves the RPOs. You know, he more so than anybody we've played this year, even more so than, than Wake Forest. Wake Forest was that little different style, which we saw, which is very effective. But... This guy is, he's going to stick that ball in there and, and really look and see and has just tremendous, tremendous trust in pulling the ball and, and throwing it late on some of the RPOs to let them open up. You know, it's, uh, you can take windows of RPOs away with different things. And again, I try not to get too technical in these discussions, but there's, there's opportunities to take windows away early, but then they're going to come open later. And then there's to take them away later, but they're going to be open early. Um, and he does a really nice job of playing that chess match, if you will, uh, with the defensive backfield and with the defense as a whole as far as the RPOs. He throws a deep ball nice. He gives his wide receivers an opportunity to make plays. And he's also athletic enough to get himself out of trouble. You know, there was uh, teams have tried a, a lot of different things against him. They've tried pressure against him. And 
I would say that's been probably the least effective uh, part for the defenses. He's carved up pressures um, and, and really given his skill players a chance to catch the ball in space, and that has not gone well. Um, you know, Texas and some other teams have tried to drop eight a lot. And that's where the chess match comes, chess, chess match comes in. Um, can you get him off his point with the three-man rush and causing some problems? Um, or is he going to sit back there for five or six seconds and with a really good old line and you know, still have the ability to pick you apart? So he's, he's a great fit for what they do. He's a great quarterback. And he's surrounded by, obviously, extremely talented kids. Their, uh, their defense, they've had 19 different players account for 25 tackles for loss, a 12 for their 11 sacks. I mean, how impressive is their depth defensively and how hard is the game plan for? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's all difficult with these dudes. Um, again, you don't look out there and say, hey, there's uh, there's just an average guy. We can you know work to take advantage of him. So uh, they fly around, they play hard. Um, they have high expectations to play great defense every single week. And um, I think that their plan is uh, you just don't see a bunch of missed assignments. You don't see a bunch of errors. You don't see a, a lack of communication uh, for the most part. They're used to playing against a fast-paced offense, which that probably helps them. It'll help them against us, I'm sure, because you know playing fast is not something that they're not used to. Um, hopefully we can get into those situations sometimes and uh, cause some confusion. That's always the goal. Um, they'll have the same goal for us. Uh, but uh, you know they got you know, they, their freshmen walk in there and they're ready to play, right, for the most part. You know, Do they, does physically. their defense look like it used to look at Wisconsin, or has he completely gone different ways? Oh, there's some similarities. Uh, you know, they always, but he will, he will definitely, depending on where he is for the year, where he's going to be, he still likes a lot of the odd front things. Um, it's, you know, I haven't watched, again, that much of it. That would probably be a question more for the offensive guys. But uh, I know they're still playing, you know, a lot of the tight front, but there's, um, they'll play some even things, and it's, 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 you know they they do a nice job of uh, mixing it up and changing things week in and week out, but yet staying within their structure. Um, and I'm sure after a bye week, they'll have you know a couple things for us Thanks. to be able to deal with. So. Anything else for coach? That's it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank Go you. Aggies. Appreciate, Appreciate it.